Look, traumatized from looking inside my mama's eyes. Looking at her death, I think I might have prophesized. I'm not surprised, I knew what happened since I was nine. She didn't get to see her sunset, so I gotta rise. Overdosing on painkillers, the painkiller. So tell me, was it painkillers or the painkiller? What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Thank you to all my amazing listeners and for everybody who shared actually really tuned in and supported me with my first episode on this podcast platform. Ooh, I got a little tongue twisted there. But on this podcast platform, I really do appreciate it. And y'all don't even know how much it means to me. I had to do a little pause there because I'm really grateful. Like for real, I didn't think as many people that did tune in would have tuned in. And for that, I am so grateful for y'all, for real, and everyone who commented and sent me messages and just telling me to, like, keep going. I really appreciate the feedback. And on this episode, I'm going to give y'all a little bit more of me so that y'all know why I want to talk about the topics that I do talk about on here in the future as far as healing the trauma, the pretty much what I went through growing up and just some of y'all don't know but I have lost both of my parents that's why I'm so big on healing and dealing with shit because as I grew up I wasn't really focused on healing and dealing with my shit so I would be shitty to people and the people that I needed most and I saw that I was shitty to or had an attitude with I felt like, man, I mean, it's time to get my shit together. I'm getting too grown to be having to treat people like this just because what I went through or because I'm hurt, I'm in pain, I'm not focusing on what I need to focus on. So to jump right into it, um, I know y'all are probably like, dang, like you lost both parents. Yes, I did lose both parents at 21 years old. And no, I'm not saying this for no pity party or any of that because we healing now and that's just what it is it's life life happens I'm not saying to push push that shit under the rug I'm just saying deal with it and that's exactly what I've been doing which is why I'm here on this platform now um so just to hop straight into it I'm not really uh vocal like if you look at my social media or you look at stuff you'll see like okay she's been through some shit but it doesn't say what it is that I've been through um And like I said, I'm not that type of person to want people to feel bad for me, which is why I don't talk about it as much. Like I'll post my mom. Yes, I'll post my dad. Yes, rest in peace to both of them. But I won't I've never gotten into what happened to them. And it's more so things that people really close to me know my friends um, when I was in a relationship, of course, um, and family. And that's it. And when people ask like such and such about your mom or what about your dad? I just tell them like something. But my dad passed away. He was on dialysis for 14 years and which is a long time to be on dialysis. He was rocking for a minute in and out of prison with the shit. He finally got a kidney. The kidney rejected. And after it rejected, he was just like, I mean, I've been without for this long and I'm not going to go ahead and be on a list and wait for another few years for another kidney so me and my sister we kept trying and trying to give him a kidney but of course he didn't want to take anything from us um he just said that we have our life to live and he doesn't want to do any of that so you know we couldn't force him 
and of course we wanted to do the testing and get on a list for it or just even see if we were a match but he was not up for that shit he was like man y'all live y'all's life and do what y'all need to do so we never went through with that but um you know he was fighting his dialysis he was just going through it for so long and I knew and my dad and I we didn't have a relationship growing up it was never really um we weren't really that whole father-daughter duo we were never close and because he he thought that my mom cheated on him and I was by some Asian dude which is not true I am definitely a Mitchell but um I look just like his mama by the way but um so you know he told my mom like if you don't want to be with me then pretty much I don't want her and that's what it was well that's the story I was told and pretty much he confirmed it but as I got older you know I resented him growing up but as I got older I was like you know what he not gonna be here forever let me put my pride to the side and get to know this man and I got to know him man my dad was my best fucking friend like went to him for everything he called checked on me and I was of course his favorite (laughs) sorry to my siblings out there but I was and we just really clicked when I finally got and started building that bond with him we really clicked like we were inseparable and he would call me every chance he got crack jokes facetime he preferred to FaceTime and actually see me. He lived in Texas. I was in Vegas. Um, so that's how we interacted. We communicated like that. And just getting to know him was amazing. And seeing how much alike him and my sister were or him and I were. And just that was just an amazing part of my life, getting to know him. And then I felt like once I finally had him, And he would explain to me how he was in pain and he was just tired of going through what he was going through with his dialysis. Of course, I understood and I didn't want him to go through that pain anymore. But I'm like, damn, I cannot lose this man. But I went through the motions with him and um, eventually he would tell me like, I'm tired, I'm tired. Um, It's getting time. It's like he knew and I couldn't be mad because he was preparing me for it. Um, But he died after my mom. He died um, four days before her birthday. Her birthday is May 24th. His death date is May 20th. He died four days before my mom's birthday. And I'm not going to lie. I think my daddy died from heartbreak. Even though him and my mom weren't together for so long, I think he was still like her and him. They had a great friendship. Even after all of the bullshit, they had a great friendship and they kept that friendship first and dealing with us like the kids and everything they kept that friendship and that bond after all of the bullshit you know growing up whatever um but he took my mom dying so hard so um how I watched him pass away was crazy so I was visiting I lived in Katy I lived in Texas And I came to Vegas to visit and I'm here visiting my friends, um, you know, staying at my friend's house, whatever. And I'm in a relationship and I didn't have much money because I had just moved to Texas. I hadn't found a job yet. You know, I'm still trying to figure shit out after losing my mom. Um, So I'm getting my stuff together. We're trying to at least. So 
I get back, I'm visiting Vegas, my friends, I'm with my uh, dude at the time, and I get a phone call early in the morning from my aunt, which is my dad's sister, and she's like, hey, Tyler, like, you need to get here. Well, they call me Pookie, that's my ghetto nickname, (laughs) y'all. So she's like, hey, you need to get here as soon as you can. Your dad's not doing good, and they're saying that he's not going to make it. And I'm like, what do you mean he's not going to make it? I just FaceTimed him yesterday. Like me and my friend, we were on FaceTime with my dad the day before he passed away. And he was fine. Like he was in the hospital, but he was cool. Like he even said, he was like, yeah, I'm doing good, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, maybe he was lying and didn't want me to panic, which is cool. But I told him like, bro, if anything is ever up, you need to let me know. And I'll be on the next flight smoking. So... I get that phone call. We're chopping me and her chopping it up and I'm just panicking. She's like, you and your sister need to get down here as soon as possible because it's not looking too good. Um, you can't talk to him because he's um, intubated. He has tubes all down his throat and whatnot. So I just start crying. I'm like, no, nah, not my dog. <laughs> no, ma'am. So I'm sitting there panicking and I'm with my dude at the time and we're talking and he's like he gave me money he's like you need to go you need to go so I got this call at 10 in the morning and the flight left at like 11 30 so I barely even pack anything I'm like fuck this I go I fly out to Houston because that's where he stayed I fly out to Houston as soon as I land I go straight to the airport and I get there you know his family's there everything um I haven't seen these people in years because my me and my dad's side of family we don't really talk we're not close or any of that so I haven't saw these people in years and it's fucked up that I have to see them like this under these circumstances so I walk back to his room and you know I'm like talking to him of course he can't speak to me but he he sees me he can make eye contact he moves his eyes well he would move his eyes so I'm talking to him and the day before that when I was talking to him, him and I were on FaceTime, as I mentioned, and I had my hair pulled back and he's like, man, you look just like your mama. And I start laughing. This is when we were on FaceTime. So when I get there, you know, I'm talking mess. I'm like, so you didn't think I was going to come? And he starts blinking his eyes. And I was like, I still look like my mama, huh? And he starts like moving, of course, because he can't talk. So... I'm in there and I decide like I'm staying at the hospital with him like we said to the wheels fall off and that's what it's gonna be like I'm gonna be up here and that's just what it's gonna have to be I don't care if I don't have no clothes no food fuck everything like this is my only parent that I have left so um I'm talking to the doctors and whatnot and making sure I'm in the crowd and I know what's going on with him and what they're giving him and all of that good stuff that you need to know and they take him they're like well man we're just gonna take him to go get an x-ray because he has his neck was uh really swollen like he had swelled up really bad so and I'm looking at him like damn like I just talked to you you did not look like this so I'm like okay of course, I can't go to the floor they're taking him to to uh, watch all of this and see what's going on. So I'm like, okay, well, at, while y'all take him, I'm going to go grab me a snack from the vending machine and I'll be right back. So they're rolling him out the door and I'm walking one way. They're willing him the other way. Well, he's in his bed. They're pushing him 
another way. And all I hear is um, such and such coded, such and such coded his room number. I forgot what it was because at this point I'm turning around I'm like, what the fuck? So they're like, cold blue, cold blue, coded, coded, um, cardiac arrest, cardiac arrest. So I started running. I didn't even get my food because we didn't even walk. Well, I didn't even walk maybe six feet away from him before all before he started um, going into cardiac arrest. So I ran down to him and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm no tears or nothing. I'm just like, no, like, oh no, like, no, no, not today. So of course they start trying to do everything they can to resuscitate him and bring him back to life. And they're trying to help him not knowing that the blinds are open and the windows open so that I can see, I see everything that's going on. And I'm watching and I'm just praying hard, like praying really hard. And I'm just telling the nurse, I'm like, I know you're doing your best and I really appreciate you for this, but I cannot lose him. I just lost my mom, not even a year ago. Well, it was a year. I was like, but I just lost her and I cannot lose him too. And she was like, I'm, I'm trying, we're trying so I'm watching and they are trying, they're really trying and I'm just watching. And what's crazy is before they even walked him out to get his x-ray done, um, as I'm talking to him, he thought I was leaving. I told him I'll be right back. I'm going to go walk his mom out so that they can get home safe because they were driving back to San Antonio. San Antonio and Houston is like a three hour drive. So they were driving back to San Antonio and I let him know, like, I'll be right back. I'm just going to tell them bye and whatnot. So they leave. His ex-wife was up there. She leaves. Everybody leaves. So it's just me and him. And or actually me and his ex-wife, she was getting ready to leave. But he thought I was leaving. So he starts kicking the bed. And I was like, I'll be right back. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Letting him know, reassuring him. I'm not going nowhere. I'm staying here with you until it's time for you to be discharged. So... I could, he knew that I was there and which was crazy. And, um, when they walked out to do his x-ray and CAT scan and all of that, he just wanted to know that I was still there. And I was like, you know, I'm here, I'm here for you. So anyway, we're, uh, we're there waiting on the x-ray or CAT scan, but of course he doesn't make it. So they're uh, trying to resuscitate him, revive him. And, you know, we're watching, me and his ex-wife watching, nothing. So we're sitting in a room across and they come in. They're like, we can leave him, um, but he'll just be, uh, he'll pretty much be a vegetable. He'll be brain dead. Like, and I was like, no, (laughs) no, I would not want to see him like that. Y'all may as well pull the plug. So, um, his ex-wife looks at me, she's like, you sure? I'm like, what are we going to watch? What are we going to sit here and watch him be brain dead and a vegetable for like, he's not going to come back from this at all. So they pull the plug and I just lose it. Like this nigga did not just fucking die on me. (laughs) Like that's how I felt. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, nigga, you did not just fucking die on me after we just talked (laughs) we just talked I mean you did tell me you were tired but damn so I have that talk with him and I'm mad at him I'm mad as hell at him but 
that was me being selfish because I felt like I was going to be even more alone um, as I did when, as I felt when my mom passed. But he was like my backbone through it all. And, you know, I just was like, you know, I guess it's time for me to go. So they do what they had to do. And I, I left. I got picked up from the hospital. Thank God my cousins, you know, I have family in Texas, so I'm from there. My cousins are out there. So they come and pick me up and I'm like, damn, I just lost my dad. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. And that's how I deal with things. I laugh. I have to laugh about it and smile, joke about it. But I was like, damn, I just, I just lost my dad. So, um, I go back to San Antonio like the next morning after he passes away because that's where my sisters are. You know, his family lives in San Antonio. So we just start planning a funeral. And I'm like, this nigga waited on me to get there so that he can die. <laughs> he waited for me to get there to die. And his family, his mom and his sister, they kept telling me that. And his ex-wife, they were like, he waited on you because once you got here, it was like he he felt okay. And I was like, that's crazy. That's really crazy. Like, I don't do that median shit, like Long Island median and all of that. But I would love to see or hear them tell me, like, your dad said thanks for coming or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little crazy. But, yes, so that's my dad. That's the story about my dad. And I'm still dealing with that. Um, May 20th of 2018 is when he passed. Uh, my mom passed August 15th of 2017 and woo now that one is a little tough to touch up on because um I'm still trying to really be able to tell people how she died and because it's not I just say natural causes <laughs> I just tell people she passed in her sleep but I guess with me starting a podcast and trying to build a, fl- a platform, I need to be honest with y'all. But uh, my mom was battling depression for a really long time. And we tried to get her, her the help that she needed. And it just, it was hard. Uh, she dealt with loss. She dealt with trauma. She was beat. Like when I was, what, 10 she was shot in front of me. She was, and I hopped out the window to go get her help. Um, and thank God she survived that. But she was, she had dealt with so much, so much, um, eight kids. There's eight of us, eight kids, um, a single mom, which she didn't sign up for none of it, but she did what she had to do. She made shit rock. She, did everything in her will and her power to make sure we were straight and I salute her for that because she did whatever we wanted she made sure she got it even if she was out there selling shit no she didn't sell her body but the lady hustled (laughs) the lady hustled she would sell drink send that to Texas she would do whatever she had to do to support her family like she was honcho nigga (laughs) but she made it happen and losing her was a little different for me because I didn't know 
that I would have lost her to pills. <laughs> I did not know that. Well, I knew because it that's what she did. But how I lost her, I don't feel like it was her committing suicide or anything. I feel like it was her boyfriend. <laughs> and I'm not trying to point fingers or anything because I know she had a problem. But this day just wasn't right the morning when she passed. So I'm at work and... um. I was a medical office representative, so I worked the front desk. Not supposed to be on my phone much, but I had my phone out because I just kind of clocked in and I'm preparing for patients and everything. And my mom calls me. It's like, what, eight in the morning? She calls me. So I answer and she just keeps asking me, where was I? So I'm like, my mom at work. What's up? And she just keeps repeating it over and over and over again and then hangs up. So I'm like, okay, I didn't think anything of it. I'm thinking, I mean, she just dropped the kids off to school. It's early in the morning. Like, I'm not thinking anything of it. Or she's, I was thinking she's just getting up to drop the kids off to school. So, you know, a little sleepy voice. Next thing you know, my grandma calls me and she's like, um, Tyler, you need to get here. You need to get here. Your mom OD. They're saying Shandy OD'd. And I'm like, what? Like, I just talked to her. What are you talking about? So I'm just like, no, nah, she didn't know D. She didn't know D. I'm like, what's going on? Like, let me know. And my mom's boyfriend at the time, this idiot, this fucking idiot, gonna call my grandma over the ambulance. Nigga, why would you not? That makes me upset to this day, but he's gonna deal with his when the time comes. Um, But she calls me and she tells me that in this day I didn't drive myself I didn't drive my car to work I think my car was in the shop or something I forgot what but I didn't drive to work that day out of all days I did not drive to work that day so I'm calling all my friends I'm calling anyone to see if somebody can come pick me up from work I live by Aliante and I worked out by the M so I'm far I'm far from home like super far so I call my friends one of them ends up answering and it's so crazy that the person who came and got me we don't we're really cool but we don't have a great relationship like we're not the best of friends I'm not gonna front like we are but I call her and she she okay I'm on my way she comes and picks me up and I am just all over the place like all over the place and she her sister's in the car with her and she's just trying to get me to calm down and I'm just like losing it like I thought I was gonna die and I would always tell my mom bruh if anything ever happened to you I am gonna fucking die I just knew I would I just knew I would and she would always tell me girl you crazy but no I just knew I would but I'm here to tell the story um so shout out to Nene for coming to pick me up the day my mom passed like that's crazy um because she really dropped everything she was doing to come pick me up and I still to this day I'm just so thankful for it because nobody was picking up and I don't know what made me call her out of all people (laughs) but shout out to her um so yeah uh my mom had gone through so much shit throughout life like 
getting beat she would used to get her ass whooped in front of us and that's what made me start fighting dudes <laughs> I hate to say it like this but I would have to like I would hear her going through it in her room I would wake up out of my sleep and I would bust her door down and I would be fighting the nigga like fist fighting and my mom saw eventually like I told her if you don't if you don't get rid of him I'm gonna get rid of him I don't know how but he's gonna be gone eventually I just got tired of it because she would not let this dude go I just got tired of it so I moved out I was like man I'm tired of fighting him <laughs> and y'all I used to tear that ass up <laughs> I remember my grandma gave me this little, um, she gave me this little gold ring with my birthstone in it with little diamonds, a real gold ring. And I used to always wear it. And I hear him like, I hear my mom yelling. So I wake up, I'm like, oh no. And I have my ring going and I walk up in there, bust her door open because he would lock the door. And my mom would always yell my name because she knew I was coming about her. I was coming, boy, quick, fast, and in a hurry. So I bust the door down, and I'm really out here fighting. This is a, this dude, he served 10 years in prison. Like, it's a big dude. And I'm like, shit, bar none fade all about mine. <laughs> so I, I'm fighting him. I'm fighting him, like, and I hit him one good time in the eye and above the eyelid, boy, he had a big ass knot on his head. And the next day, my mom was like, bro, what'd you hit him with? I said, my fist, <laughs> like he had you messed up. So there was even times where me and my siblings had to jump this dude just to let it be known. Like, you're not going to do this in front of us at all. We don't. Mm-mm. So, so the dude he we jumped him but one more good time and he pulled a gun out on us and at that time when it happened my mom wasn't in her natural state she was on her shit and we felt like well I'm not gonna say we I'm gonna speak for myself I felt like if she was in her natural state of mind she would have protect protected us better but she didn't and I wasn't mad at her because I knew that wasn't my mom I knew that wasn't her but I'm getting a little off track here um just to say that is how my mom passed away and this is my first time openly (laughs) admitting this shit and it's so hard but it's a judge-free zone and there's so many people out there that relate to me. It may not be a parent, but my mom was not a bad person. She wasn't a fucking druggie or anything. She took care of her kids and she stood on what she believed in. And boy, did she make us hard body without no father figure around. Boy, she made sure she laced us up on everything that we needed to know. And <laughs> she definitely instilled hustle and strength into us. And that's how we all are by the way she has six girls and two boys and we just did what we had to do and we make shit happen and that's just that and 
the whole point of this episode is to tell y'all, boy, don't let social media fool y'all with anybody. Don't let social media fool y'all with anybody because y'all do not know people's backgrounds. As I mentioned in my last episode, y'all don't know what they go through. Y'all don't know what they grew up around. Nigga, I watched so much growing up and I would t- I always told myself, I do not want to be like, I do not want to be a woman that is involved in domestic violence situations. I mean, if I have to fight, I'm a fight, of course, but no, nah, and I'm not really a police person. <laughs> so, which may be bad, but I'm like, if I'm a fight, I'm gonna have to fight just watching it grow up and you just don't know what people go through and I did not think that I would have lost my mom the way that I did because I turned 21 on July 21st and she died in August (laughs) a few days later that's what it felt like a few days later she died in August and I'm like no this cannot be my life right now but I'm not mad at the cards that I was dealt and y'all shouldn't be mad at any cards y'all were dealt either because y'all have the opportunity to turn y'all's life around and to not make anything generational. Y'all can break generational curses. Y'all can do whatever y'all want to do with y'all's life. If y'all don't do anything, please don't do what hurt you. Do not do what hurt you. What you saw growing up, how you... Uh, you were treated growing up don't do that to people because boy even having kids you teach kids that shit you teach kids like they say racism is taught a lot of shit is taught kids see that shit and they they feed off of it just how y'all see those little videos like a dad doing push-ups and his little son gets down and starts doing push-ups too because they look up to you um but moral of that point is break them they'll break those curses and don't be like well it's just how my life is no your life can be better than what you think it is your life can be so much better than what you're used to it can definitely be better and I'm not always at my happiest I'm not the happiest bitch in the world trust me but I'm here and I made it and I know my mom would go crazy. It, even my dad, they would go crazy if I thought about doing anything stupid. If I ever thought about, and when I say anything stupid, I mean just getting myself in situations that I can't get myself out of, or just ruining chances for myself, or even just trying to kill myself. Like, and I'm not talking down on anyone that has ever tried to do it, trust me, because I know pain hurts like hell. And having to live with it and carry it and depression is a bitch because I've been through it. And anxiety is a lot. All of that is hard to carry, especially when people don't understand you. It's like the hardest thing ever. But you have the opportunity to change where you come from and change, not change where you come from because that's just in you. That's just what it's going to be. But what you're around, what you surround yourself with. You have the opportunity to do that. When you start your family, you have the opportunity to create that family you wish you had or grew up how, grow your kids up and parent your kids how you wish you, your situation was. You have that opportunity. You can do so much with your life. You don't have to, oh, whoa, me, 
and just live on what you've been through because there are so many people out here that have been through so much and they have you would never know you really would never know you would never know that a lot of people have been through what they've gone through because of how they carry it y'all know that saying I'm so glad I don't look like what I've been through because baby I will be a raggedy as hell I will be a raggedy bitch but you just gotta make make the best out of every situation make the best out of it do your best shit whatever it is you want to do do that shit if you want to sing do that shit if you want to rap do that shit look at me i'm doing a podcast i've been saying i wanted to do this for so long for years now and i'm just doing it i wish i would have did it sooner but i'm not even gonna look at that because i'm doing it now and it makes me feel so good to do something that i know that i've been wanting to do y'all do whatever it is that y'all want to do if y'all want to if y'all want to be a pilot, fly those planes. Get your license and fly that shit. If y'all want to be an artist, do it. If you want to be a doctor, do it. And it's never too late to start what you want to do. And don't even be like, well, we don't come from this kind of stuff. Or I don't come from that. You'd be surprised. You would be surprised what you can do. You would be surprised. Mind over matter and your mind is very powerful. You got to speak shit into existence. You have to manifest things and get shit going and pray. I don't care who is to, but whoever your higher higher power is, your upper person that you talk to, speak to them. Because you can do so much in this lifetime. You don't even know and being jealous and hating and all of that you don't even have to do that because you have the same 24 hours as everybody else that you look up to or that you want to be like or whatever you can do it too and don't ever forget that if you want to start that business start that business if you want to be the next Lil Wayne Jay-Z Cole put the work in that's the difference though people are out here working you don't have to broadcast everything put the work in do what you need to do to be where you want to be and don't be looking at man this is what i come from or this is just what it is no you have the opportunity to change it nobody but you and if you start boy you don't know how far you'll get It's going to take time, but baby steps is progress. It's better progress than none at all than sitting on your ass. Make sure y'all do what y'all want to do. Trust me. You don't want to be out here looking back like, damn, I wish I just would have did it. As I show was saying for so long, dang, I wish I would have started that podcast. Like, dang, I wish I was making a podcast. And I'm finally doing it. And I'm so proud of myself because I'm really doing it. And for this to be one of the episodes and something that I talk about is major for me. Because I'm not a person that really expresses my feelings. Um, I have a hard time with discussing a lot of things. But this, I'm, I'm working on me. I am working on me. I am healing. 
and this is a part of it and thank y'all for being a part of this journey with me and for even listening and reposting and sharing in the comments and the applause like y'all don't know how much that means to me as someone who's been through so much and doesn't even voice what how I really feel like I'll say little things but it's not like major and this really just feels good y'all do what y'all need to do to get to where y'all need to go and it's gonna be hard and it's gonna be some burnt bridges but you gotta figure out ways to go around shit and anybody that's not rocking with you to make you or wanting you to do better as a person let them go let them go that don't mean shit having to let people go does not mean shit because if they wanted to be around you or if they were for you they would show you so let them go let them go there's so many people out here and i know it's hard to trust people it's hard to find really good friends it's hard to find people that are really supportive or really good people that you can rock with but you know when people are good or you know when people have the right intentions you just know and you know when people have bad intentions or when they're not for you and it's okay to distance yourself from people that you really think are your friends once they show you what it is please let it go (laughs) you can hit them up like what's up but no don't even let that energy be around you you don't need that bad uh, jojo in your life um just do what you can to be the best you that you can be even for the healers out there that haven't even started their healing journey I'm not saying you have to go to therapy but do something that makes you feel good whatever allows you to express yourself do it and (laughs) what really made me gave me the motivation to even make this episode is (laughs) So my ex, his friend is a rapper and he talks, he made a song called The Transition, which is the opening my intro. And I related to it and I felt that song so much. Y'all need to go check it out. D show The Transition. I related to it so much that I was like, dang, I know if he can do it and express how he feels and you know what he went through and you know what he what happened with his mom I can do it too I don't know what the fuck I'm afraid of but I need to do it and that's where I got my motivation from so thank you (laughs) thank you um but I'm here now um and I'm expressing it and y'all know a little bit more about me and I'm not even gonna lie I feel like losing my parents I don't know why I feel like this but it's just how I feel I feel like losing my parents and me going through the motions sometimes and having some good days and some bad days I feel like that is going to make it hard for somebody to really like love me because they may feel like dang another day and it's probably just me in my head um But it's a lot, and I'm coping, healing. Some days are tougher than others, but I'm going to get through it. And just like y'all, whatever y'all go through, y'all going to get through it. 
if y'all need to go out and hit a party or something just to make you feel better for the moment, do it. If y'all need to scream, scream. If you need to go out for a run, go out for a run. Do whatever makes you feel good, man. Don't just sit in your shit. Don't sit in your shit because that shit will burn. Go out and do what you need to do to feel good at least a little bit, even if if it's for 10 minutes. One day I went and drove to Jack in the Box, (laughs) drove to Jack in the Box and drove by my old house and I came home and I felt so good, but I did what I had to do to feel good in that moment. And y'all need to do that and make sure y'all know that it's okay to express how you feel. And men, if any of y'all are listening, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to cry. It's okay to do that shit. Don't let these new-a-day women make y'all think that it's not okay to show y'all these emotions because it's cool to do that. And it makes you feel so much better, especially if you have somebody that you can show your emotions and vulnerability with. Do it. You will feel so good at the end of the day. And this episode just made me feel so good. And thank y'all so much. I'm about to wrap it up. Thank y'all so much for just supporting me, tuning in, listening. Half y'all don't probably don't even know me and y'all were like listening and that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much and I hope y'all tune in to the next episode. Love yours. No such thing. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. Love yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing. No such thing.